Uh, we're talking about a life of radical generosity transforms the world. A life of radical generosity transforms the world. And again, most of you should have the fill-ins there as we move forward. When I was a kid, I used to be a comic book geek. I'm not anymore because I'm grown up. So I don't care about those things anymore. But um, I used to be a comic book guy. I used to read a lot of comic books. And um, one of the comic books is kind of interesting because I was preparing for this talk this week. And I kept seeing this particular comic book sign uh, in T-shirts and in trucks. I saw it like on a bumper sticker. And it was really interesting. Now, uh, so most of you will probably think that I'm talking about the, some of the big stuff that's come out lately, like Avengers and stuff like that. But actually, I'm not. It's an interesting sign. It's, it's a sign of uh, a, a comic book character called the Punisher. Say the Punisher. And when I was a kid, I was very careful uh, uh, reading the Punisher because he wasn't the nicest character in the world. But here's, in essence, what the Punisher did. And he, this was his superhero thing. He was a guy who would punish people who did bad things, but he would do bad things to them. <laughs> and so it was a little bit more of a serious comic book. I would read that hiding from my parents uh, because it wasn't necessarily the nice, uh, friendly neighborhood superheroes. But, but the Punisher, his whole deal was somebody is hurt, somebody hurt me, I'm going to hurt them. And one of the origin stories for this guy is that somebody hurt his family. And so he made a decision. No one is, I'm going to take out my rage and my anger against the world. So, so he inflicted retribution on people. And I thought that was interesting. And again, I was like, Lord, why I keep seeing the Punisher, the Punisher everywhere. It's like, he, he reminded me. But there's something interesting about the Punisher that I'm going to come back to in a little bit. Because I don't know about you, but there's something that smells right to me when somebody gets what's coming to them. <laughs> You know, there, there's something like, you know, if something bad happens or somebody does something, uh, there's just, it's a natural thing for people to want, okay, you, you did something bad, something bad's going to happen to you. I remember I have a friend who is in prison right now, um, and um, it's a tragic story because he, he uh, went to prison for definitely doing something that he, he should not have done, and he's been in prison for over 10 years. This is a guy my age. I went to college with him, but he got into trouble for doing things that he should not have been doing, and he's recognized that, and he's repented before God, and he's doing his time. But the, the nature of the crime that he committed uh, in some people's minds was, is so horrible that even while he's in jail paying the penalty for his crimes, people still want to hurt him more while he's there. Because there's something in us, even in the criminal's mind and heart, that says, wait, I'm a criminal, but I'm not as bad as that guy. I want to get, get that guy because of what they've done. What's the name of the comic book character? The Punisher. I want you to remember him today. I want you to remember Jesus, too, today. Amen? <laughs> not just the Punisher, but Jesus here is going to contrast the Punisher's kind of uh, way, which is retribution, say retribution, the Punisher's way is different than Jesus' way. Can you imagine that? Jesus has a different plan and a different way to deal with people who hurt us who have done bad things. Is this too loud, by the way? I know uh, my, Daniel says, Daddy, why do you yell on Sundays? <laughs> and so I don't want to be too loud, so just let me know. Daniel, just tell me if I'm, if I'm being too loud. 
So here's a couple of, couple of things. So Jesus starts off, and we, we talk about the Sermon on the Mount. Jesus is constantly saying, you have heard that it was said by the culture, or you've heard it that it was said by the, the Old Testament scriptures, but I tell you, and he's constantly contrasting. We've talked about divorce. We've talked about adultery. We've talked about being angry. We've talked about being a person of your word last week, and today we talk about this issue of radical generosity. Here's what Jesus says. You have heard that it was said, eye for eye and tooth for tooth. What uh, superhero does that sound like? It sounds like the Punisher. You've heard that it was said, an eye for an eye, a tooth for a tooth. You know, Melvin and I are having a conversation. He gets angry with me, and he pokes out my eye. Well, in, old, in the old way, the way the retribution was, I poke out what? One of his, because he hurt me, I hurt him. Now, actually, I heard somebody say this, which is really interesting. But, um, back in, in, in before the, the laws of Moses came through, if, if somebody hurt a family member of mine um, and I was so angry, I would want them to experience what I've experienced. So I wouldn't hurt the person that hurt my family member. I would hurt their family member so that they would experience the same thing. But the laws of Moses, even though it sounds archaic, I just want you to hear this. It sounds archaic. It stopped that because it said, no, no, no. You can't hurt somebody's family member for what the other one did. You hurt them. <laughs> In other personal responsibility, you know, the, the punishment must fit the crime. And if he pokes my eye out, I don't go and, 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 and murder him. I can't do that. No, no, you poke out his eye. Tooth for tooth, eye for eye. That's what you've heard. So our culture embraces a posture of retribution. That's the first villain. Our culture embraces a posture of retribution. There it is. It's a nice long word. What is retribution? Retribution is punishment inflicted on someone as vengeance for a wrong or a criminal act. Retribution is punishment inflicted on someone as vengeance for a wrong or criminal act. Anybody commit a wrong against you ever? <laughs> you ever get upset about some, somebody? Did, you, you don't know what they did to me. It's talking to us today. Our culture embraces a posture of retribution. You hurt me, I hurt you. Um, not too long ago, somebody told me I should watch the movie The Godfather. And I watched the first one. And in that movie, it's a mafia deal. It's organized crime. And here's the entire movie. Somebody hurts this family, they hurt that family. Somebody hurts that family, they hurt this family. And it keeps going on. Okay, you hurt one of my kids, I'll hurt two of yours. Okay, you hurt two of me. And it's retribution, and it keeps going back and forth. And at some point, there's death all over the place. Are you with me? This is the way of the punisher. This is the culture that Jesus is trying to come against. He's trying to say something different. Here's what Jesus says. But I tell you, do not resist an evil person. <laughs> if anyone slaps you on the right cheek anybody ever been don't, don't don't answer anybody been slapped just think about it okay it's not fun if anyone slaps you on the right cheek turn to them the other cheek also wait a second jesus <laughs> i like eye for eye tooth for tooth something about that just sounds good to me but jesus says but what i tell you do not resist an evil person to resist, the, the literal, the word there means to, to oppose, to come against, to resist. I'm against you. I am uh, turning my, I'm 180 degrees opposite from you. Do not resist 
an evil person. But well, Jesus, what are you talking about? If, if they're evil, you're saying they're evil. How am I? What's, and he's saying your posture should be a different kind of posture towards them. Jesus shows us how to respond when someone threatens our name as the next villain. When someone threatens our name. To slap somebody on the right cheek. If, if I'm standing in front of somebody, and, and usually they would only use their right hand back in the day. Their right hand was the hand of, that could be extended towards friendship. And the right hand could be extended to do, to do deals, right? Um, pinky swear with your right hand or whatever you would do with your right hand. Your left hand was the dirty hand. That's all I'm going to say about that. Okay, just know that it was just used for things that are not pleasant. And so you would, whatever you would do in terms of interactions, you would interact with the right hand. But if I'm facing someone and, and somebody's facing me and they slap me with the right hand, normally which cheek would they hit? This is my right hand, this side this is my left hand. If somebody's facing me and they slap me with the right hand, what cheek would they be hitting? The left hand. So if, I'm if, if somebody slaps you on the right cheek, it would not be like this. It would be like this. I think I have some memories of either a mother or a grandma doing this. I'm, I'm sure they didn't do it to me, but it was some, some other person. Right? It was a, it was a, it's a backhanded slap. And ba in that culture, a backhanded slap was an insult. It was like, oh, it was an insult to the person. Instead of and a hand of fellowship with the with the right instead of that, no, no, instead it's a it's a backhand, it's like it was an insult. It could also have been a betrayal. What should be to to for friendship now becomes a weapon of insulting and betrayal. So Jesus says, He shows us how to respond when someone threatens our name. They threaten our name. And here's the next one. Jesus urges us to embrace a posture of generosity. Say generosity. generosity. Say it again, generosity. generosity. We're talking about a life of radical generosity transforming the world. And he's showing us how to respond when someone threatens our name. <laughs> now, I know this is not a very popular part of scripture, especially for tough you know, people that, that don't back down at all. It's like, I'm not letting somebody... Uh, uh, hit me again. I want you to see that Jesus urges us to embrace a what of generosity? A posture. A posture of generosity. A posture of generosity is an open posture. A posture when it says, do not resist an evil person. If I'm resisting someone, I'm, I'm just kind of, I'm careful with them. I'm, I'm, I'm distant from them. And he says, I don't want your interactions with people, even people who are considered wicked. I don't want your interactions with them to be a constant interaction of opposition, of resistance to them. I want a different kind of posture because you have Christ inside of you and something different should come out in the way you interact with people. Even people who insult you or maybe even betray you. The scripture says in the book of John chapter 13 that Jesus realized that he had all, that the Father had given him all authority. And, and in that moment, he realized that God had given him all authority, the Father had given him all authority. He says, the Bible says that he took a towel and he filled the, the basin, the, the bin with water, and he started going around washing the disciples' feet. Now I want you to I want you to see this. A couple of things. First of all, their feet were not manicured very well. 
They were not nice feet. And Jesus went around and washed his disciples' feet. So something that you and I should learn from. But listen, one of the guys that Jesus washed his feet was a man named Judas Iscariot. And Jesus knew that Judas Iscariot was going to betray him. And Jesus is not telling you and me, hey, I want you to just be nice to evil people and good luck with that. I'm God. I'm not, I don't have to deal with that. No. Jesus is modeling the example for us. He went and at some point he got down and he washed the man who would betray his, him his feet. He washed, he washed his feet. Do not resist an evil person. If some, someone slaps you on the right cheek, they insult your name, they betray you. Turn to them the other cheek also. I've shared this story before, and I'll make it very quick. There was a time a few years back when somebody I felt betrayed me. And it hurt bad. It hurt really bad. I was in a lot of pain. And somebody said that I had done things with an evil intent. And I I was dumb. I couldn't believe it. And they, they were and they, not only were they saying this to me, they were saying it to other people. So other people that I loved started doubting my intentions. You know, one of the worst things that you could do to somebody like me, this is my personality. There's some people who walk around and somebody and somebody insults them or they, they have a bad feeling about them and some people have the personality that they don't care. I admire those people. Man, there's some people that just don't care what other people think. I'm going to do what I do. I don't care what you think. I say, hey, I was like, God, give me a little bit more of that. But I care. It matters to me. And this person took everything that I had done and said that I had done it for, for evil purposes and I felt betrayed. And I remember I said, God, I need to fix this. I need to tell the world that these were not my intentions. And I, I need to make it right. And Jesus said, be quiet. Don't say anything. Let me take care of it. But, but, but God, they're saying those things. And other people are like, be quiet. Trust me. My name has been cursed. And I wanted to defend my name. And Jesus said, Jesus urges us to embrace a posture of generosity. He goes on and says, And if anyone wants to sue you and take your shirt, hand over your coat as well. This is, you know, it's, it's really cool to preach with background music. It's, it's awesome. It's kind of like interactive. So thank you, David, for that. <laughs> I'm just messing with you, brother. If anyone wants to sue you and take your shirt, hand over your coat as well. And so this idea of that somebody is working things out to try to get what you have. Somebody is working, they're trying to use the court system or use the police or do stuff to try to make you look bad. They're using whatever systems are available. They're trying to sue you with the idea of the court of law to try to get something that's yours. Anyone wants to sue you and take your shirt, hand over your coat as well, I want your, your posture. Jesus, here's an excellent shows us how to respond when someone threatens our comfort. Oh, no. <laughs> Not our comforts. So he first shows us how to respond when someone threatens our name. Now he's showing us how to respond when someone threatens 
our comfort. Um, and if anyone wants to sue you and take your shirt, back then, primarily, there was an undergarment, like a shirt that was close to the body, and then there was an outer garment, okay? So this is the undergarment. So if somebody wants to take your shirt, the shirt that you wear, that, that you're comfortable with, he says, don't fight it. Hand over your coat as well. They want to take your shirt, hand over your coat. The title of today's message is A Life of What Kind of Generosity? Transforms the world. Here's why. Here's why it transforms the world. Because when you don't retaliate, even though that you should retaliate, and when somebody's trying to get something from you, and your life is so, so has been touched by God so much, and I, I can only imagine only the Holy Spirit of God can give you and I the power to be this kind of generous. When somebody's trying to take things from you, and your heart is just to bless them, and your heart is to pray for them, your heart is, no, 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 your heart is not to, no, keep, I want to keep my share, I want to keep my stuff, no, I don't touch my money, no, no, your heart is not, no, it's an open, it's a generous thing. When that happens, Jesus said, transformation starts happening. People don't get it, they don't understand what's going on. There's a very famous story, which most of you are familiar with, but if you're not, I'll give you a very, it's a one minute recap. It's a story in the, in the book and then the play, Les Miserables. In that particular story, there is a man who's a criminal and he's been left out of jail. But people back then in those times, if you're a convict, you can't get any work. Nobody wants to hang out with you. Some things haven't changed too much. Right? Lord, have mercy on the people that are coming out of the jail system and help us to pray and bless them and be a, a blessing to them. They're certainly welcome here. This man... You know, his, his outlook did not look like he was starting to grow hungry. He had just been out of jail. And finally, he knocks on the door of a, of a, a, a Catholic church, and, and they let him in. And the priest there allows him to, to, to have a bed so that he can sleep in the warmth, not in the cold. And, 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 and it's generous to him. They provide a meal for this man who's hungry. They're generous. In the middle of the night, this man wakes up. And decides, I'm going to steal stuff from this man. Wow. And so he gets up and he starts putting stuff in his bag to steal from this place so that he can go and sell it and make some more money in the middle of the night. And what happens though is the priest that had opened the door to his place for him shows up in the middle of the night. What are you doing? And what this man, his name is John Bell John in the story, he hurts the priest. He, he knocks him down hurts him really bad, takes the stuff and runs out. And in this particular story, this is one of the reasons why it's very powerful. Because the, the police catch up to John Valjean. And they catch him with the stuff. And they recognize, wait a second, this guy was just in the convent, he has stolen this, so they take, they bring him back to the priest, who literally still has scars on his face because of what the, what the man had done to him, and they say, we caught this man, he says that he was here, that you gave that to him, but we know that he's lying, just say the word, and we're going to take him right back to jail. And by the way, back then there was no ACLU or Civil Liberties Union, you were at the mercy of whoever was taking care of you. And so the man knows, he's completely guilty, he did wrong to this man who had opened up the doors to him, and instead of being thankful, he stole, and when he confronted him, he hurt the man, he got back, and now he's getting what he deserves. 
I want to give those things. And actually, you forgot some things in the priest goes and gets some other things that are very valuable. Puts them in the bag and says, hey, I hope you're blessed. Take this stuff and make, make a difference in your life. Now what's this thing? In this particular story, this man was so radically transformed by an act of generosity. Say generosity. Was so transformed. He, he didn't understand. Wait, I, I did this person wrong and they treated me uh, generously. They loved me. They even gave me more. They, 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 I, I stole their shirt. They gave me their coat as well. And this man's life was transformed forever. For the rest of his life, John Valjean became someone who was a blessing to people. Even people who were trying to hurt him, he was a blessing to them. And he and his life and his family was able to transform others. Because a life of radical generosity transforms the world. It transforms the world. And Jesus is no exception. Do you know that in the Bible, Jesus is taken up to the cross, and the soldiers take the outfit that Jesus had on him, and the Bible says that they, they started playing, uh, whatever. Casting lots. Thank you very much. Somebody knows that he's crazy. They started casting lots for his clothes. They literally were fighting over his clothes. At that moment, Jesus was on the cross. Jesus was giving his life. Forget the clothes. He was giving his life. Jesus will <laughs> never ask you and me to do something that we're not willing to do ourselves. If anyone forces you to go one mile, go with them two miles. Jesus shows us how to respond when someone threatens, listen, our schedule. I put schedule even though it was more than, than just schedule. Because if I'm walking around and somebody says, I need you to do this for me now, I usually say, well, I can't do it because I've got other stuff to do. And back then, a Roman soldier had all the power to tell a Jewish Man, woman, family member, you need to go one mile, help me carry whatever I need to carry. And the scripture says, Jesus says, if anyone forces you to go one mile, go with them. Not just the one mile that they're requiring of you, but go with them too. He, he shows us how to respond when someone threatens our schedule. Then finally, Jesus, to top it all off in case uh, there was any confusion, give to the one who asks you. And do not turn away from the one who wants to borrow from you. Finally, here the scripture, Jesus shows us how to respond when someone threatens our stuff. Someone threatens our stuff. We talked about when someone threatens our name, our good name. When someone threatens our comforts, our schedule, our stuff. Just to circle back a little bit, two things. The Punisher, that comic book hero, was always depressed and suicidal. Because when you live a life of retribution, there's something that is inside that it becomes dark, and actually what you're doing is destroying yourself. And going back to the story that I shared, that God told me, don't say anything, trust me, after a little while, the, the person and persons that had heard and had talked about me came to me and said, I'm sorry, we were wrong. I didn't have to do anything. God did it. I thought I had to defend myself. I thought I had to fight for my own stuff. But generosity transforms other people in ways that you can never imagine. 
A life of radical generosity, listen, transforms, transforms the world. And Jesus, as we talked about today, extended us the greatest generosity we have. We deserve eternal separation from him. And he did not give us what we deserve. Can I get an amen? amen. He gave us mercy and grace. Oh, thank you, Jesus, for your mercy and grace. Let's pray. Father, thank you that your generosity has transformed our lives. May we have the courage and the strength to extend generosity towards other people. A posture of generosity. God, forgive us for having a, past, a posture that is against people. Well, they are this kind of people, so we are against them. Or they are like this, so we are against them. No! Jesus says a posture of generosity is what transforms the world. Jesus, help us by your Holy Spirit to see people the way that you see them. Help us to re remember that you did not give us what we deserve, and so we can have the love of God in our hearts so that we can be generous towards other people. Help us to be that way. 